Shabbat Shalom, everyone. Praise Yahweh. It's a full house. Had I known you all be here, I might have put a little bit more work into this, but <laughs> I'm kidding. But anyway, um, y'all join me in prayer. Heavenly Father, we come before you. We praise you so much for this beautiful Sabbath day. We thank you for the rain and the blessings that it brings. We thank you for the fellowship we have here, the visitors, both online and in person. Father, we just praise you and thank you so much for everything you do for us. And we pray that the words that are spoken here, that they sink in and uh, let your word ring true and let anything that is mine just fall to the ground and let it just be ignored and let only your word be spoken here, Father. And we praise you and thank you for all things in Yeshua's name. Hallelujah. Where's my clicker? All right. So I'm Lucas Cecil. I haven't met everybody here. Uh, there's still there's some new faces. I'll have to get in gear and uh, greet everybody once this is all over. But Yahweh's only wanted one thing in all of this. And that's for his people to love and worship him and to spend eternity with his creation. That's, that was the goal from the onset. This was the, his intention from the very beginning. You can gather that when you read through Genesis. All he wanted was to spend time with his people, time with his creation. Mankind, on the other hand, has wanted nothing more than to put Yahweh out of the picture, out of everybody's lives. And they deny his existence. It's a growing thing is that they just deny his existence. They choose to ignore, disobey, and again, just refuse to believe he exists. I'm going to start with Psalm Chapter 14, verse 1. I have almost everything on slides today, so if you didn't bring your Bible, I got you this time. Psalm 14, verse 1. The fool has said in his heart, there is no Elohim. They are corrupt. They have done abominable works. There is none who does good. Mankind keeps falling into this deeper and deeper. When you deny the existence of Elohim, doing good is not something that comes very naturally. Why would you? Yahweh holds his people to a standard. When you erase the standard, you erase any motivation, any accountability. To counter this, we have Hebrews 11 verse 6. Most people know this one by heart. But without faith it is impossible to please him. For he who comes to Elohim must believe that he is and that he is the rewarder of those who diligently seek him. Well, we have faith. We believe that Yahweh exists, right? We should have this one in the bag. There are many things that come to mind when we think of pleasing the one we worship. Things like singing a song of praise. We just had some great music, great offerings. They were beautiful. Reading a poem, we have ladies and, and gentlemen that contribute poetry to be read for special offerings and things like that. A free will offering to help get the word out. We have people that call up and, and donate all the time, just, out, just the kindness and generosity of their heart. They just give to the ministry and help to just get the word out. They donate Bibles, they donate their time, whatever. Those things are wonderful. But why do we need to do them? It's quite simple, honestly. It's disobedience. That's, the, that's why any of this is necessary. 
That's why we need offerings and sacrifices. Think about it. They didn't have to do anything until after they sinned and were kicked out of the garden. And the next thing you know, you see Cain and Abel offering sacrifices. Why is that? Why was a sacrifice needed? It's because sin, i.e. disobeying Yahweh, it's because of that that we need sacrifice at all. 1 John chapter 3, verse 4. Whoever committeth sin also transgresses the law, for sin is the transgression of the law. Yahweh would 100% of the time prefer you to listen to him and follow him and just do what he says rather than do things your way and then come to him later begging for mercy and forgiveness. 100% of the time, he would rather you just sit down, be quiet, and listen to him and do what he says. And we know this throughout Scripture. It's been proven time and time again. Just imagine walking in Yahweh's shoes just for a second. Those of you who have children, imagine you've got seven billion of them at once, and they're all complaining and crying to you. Now, would you rather deal with them, or would you rather have them just, if you know what's best, you're the parent, just listen to me for crying out loud. Just listen to me, and I know what's best for you. We often look at sacrifices and think this is a good thing. But in reality, it's the very existence of this idea is born out of disobedience to Yahweh's word and command. Sacrifice is a symptom of sin, not a cure. So what am I saying? Should we just stop offering praise and worship? In tithing? Should we condemn someone who is making an offering? Obviously not. Not at all. What I am saying is that Yahweh never intended for us to have to sacrifice of ourselves in order to please him. It was our own fault that that's a necessity at all. The first big scripture that I want to get to to prove my point is 1 Samuel chapter 15, verse 22. So Samuel said, Has Yahweh great delight in burnt offerings and sacrificing, as in obeying the voice of Yahweh? Behold, to obey is better than sacrifice, and to heed better than the fat of rams. Yahweh accepts sacrifice, but he has never, it's never been what he had wanted from the beginning. It is because of our disobedience to his word that sacrifice is even in our vocabulary. Over in Psalms, chapter 51, verse 16 through 17. For you do not desire sacrifice, or else I would give it. You do not delight in the burnt offerings. The sacrifices of Elohim are a broken spirit and a broken and contrite heart. These, O Elohim, you will not despise. Now, I think that this is a very important verse because a physical sacrifice, much like the Pharisees at the, in the time of Messiah, it was all an, it was an outward expression. It was a physical expression. You know, they washed their hands. They were very diligent in the letter of the law, but their hearts were just stone cold. If you've got a broken spirit and a broken and contrite heart, the sacrifices that you do bring to Elohim, he will know that it's from the heart. He knows that it's not a selfish and personal, or a, a, you're not in it for personal reasons. You're in it for him. Yahweh wants his people back. He wants you and I to return to him with a joyful heart. A lot of people, they, bring, they feel obligated to come up and, and they, they give a, a sacrifice, or they offer this, or they write a big check, or they do whatever. And those things are okay, 
But what he really wants is for his people to come to him broken, understanding that they are a flawed creature that needs Yahweh in their life. Joel chapter 2, verse 13. And rend your heart and not your garments. Now return to Yahweh your Elohim, for he is gracious and compassionate, slow to anger, abounding in loving kindness and relenting of evil. Rend your heart and not your garments. This is something that was very common back then. You don't see it a whole lot today, obviously, but back then it wasn't uncommon. Go read through the scriptures and you'll see people, they rend their garments, you know, out of grief or mourning or stress or anger or whatever it happens to be. But it's not about an outward expression. It's about an inward expression. It's with your relationship between Yahweh and you. That's what all of us are struggling, are striving and struggling for, is a relationship between ourselves and the Father. Nehemiah chapter 1, verse 9. But if you return to me and keep my commandments and do them, though those of you who have been scattered were in the most remote part of the heavens, I will gather them from there and will bring them to the place where I have chosen to cause my name to dwell. So again, return to me and keep my commandments. Just do what I say, and I will gather you up, and I will make you my people. I'm going to go through several scriptures here, so just here we go. Jeremiah 24, 7. I will give them a heart to know me, for I am Yahweh, and they will be my people, and I will be their Elohim, for they will return to me with their whole heart. Again, when you know Yahweh, you know what he says. You heed what he says. And you listen to his commands. And you understand that he knows what's best for you. Again, Jeremiah um, chapter 7, verse 22 through 24. This one I added in, honestly, it was a little bit later. I totally overlooked it. And then I got a call from Sister Judy over in, in New York. Praise Yahweh for the Stearns over in New York, their blessing. And she had mentioned this scripture, and it just popped right out at me. For I did not speak to your fathers to command them in the day that I brought them out of the land of Egypt concerning burnt offerings or sacrifices. But this is what I commanded them, saying, Obey my voice, and I will be your Elohim, and you shall be my people. And walk in all the ways that I have commanded you, that it will be well with you. Yet they did not obey or incline their ear, but followed the counsels and the dictates of their evil hearts, and went backwards and not forwards." Yahweh didn't bring his people out of Egypt to sacrifice for him. That's not why he did it. He brought his people out of Egypt so they would return to him. And just like mankind always does, they did not listen. They did not incline their ear to hear. They followed the counsels and dictates of their evil hearts. And they ended up going backwards, not forwards. And I mean, this is just... Yahweh's got to get bored of seeing the same thing over and over again because it just happens time and time and time again. Next is Lamentations 3, verse 40. Let us examine and probe our ways and let us return to Yahweh. There are many, many more that I could go on and list. As you can see, Yahweh is not some greedy egomaniac waiting on people to come and just give him silver and gold and mead and drink or even praise. Those things are adequate, I suppose. They're okay. But that's not what he really wants. That is not what he wants from his people. Psalm chapter 50, 
verse 7 through 15. Hear, O my people, and I will speak. Now that is one right there. Hear, O my people, and I will speak. O Israel, and I will testify against you. I am Elohim, your Elohim. I will not rebuke you for your sacrifices or your burnt offerings, which are continually before me. I will not take a bull from your house, nor goats out of your folds, for every beast of the forest is mine, and the cattle on a thousand hills. And I know all the birds of the mountains, and the wild beasts of the field are mine. If I were hungry, I wouldn't tell you, for the world is mine and all of its fullness. Will I eat the flesh of goats or bulls, or drink the blood of goats? Offer to Elohim thanksgiving, and pay your vows to the Most High. Call upon me in the day of trouble, and I will deliver you, and you shall glorify me. How can we sacrifice anything to Yahweh? It's all his to begin with. Everything we can offer, anything that we can make of ourselves, anything that we go out and we toil, that we sweat, and we just work so hard for, is not ours anyway. He doesn't need it. He honestly doesn't want it. He doesn't want any of the stuff that we offer him. It is a, there is a way to offer sacrifice to Yahweh. And I'm going to get to that as well. It's the heart behind the sacrifice that he wants. He understands the sacrifice is a necessity for his sinful people. But the idea that simply burning an offering or dropping a few extra coins in the coffer is what brings you closer to him is simply untrue. And now a lot of people don't understand this. A lot of, this is why we see these churches that can hold 20,000 people. People think that if they, if they give a physical donation, a sacrifice of some kind, their heart is not in it. Messiah spoke of this as well. And I'll get to that as well. Proverbs 21, verse 1 through 3. The king's heart is in the hand of Yahweh like the rivers of water. He turns it wherever he wishes. Every way of a man is right in his own eyes, but Yahweh weighs the hearts, and to do righteousness and justice is more acceptable to Yahweh than sacrifice. Again, if we live our lives according to Yahweh's word and according to his commands, we don't need the sacrifice. If we had just done this from the very beginning, and believe me, what they were going dealing with in the beginning was a whole lot easier than what we're dealing with now. If they had just done this from the very, very beginning, we'd be living a much different life. Sacrifice is nothing more than a means to an end for us. Yahshua, his death, his sacrifice was only because Yahweh's people are disobedient. I mean, it really drives it home for me. You know, every time I sit there and I think of how bad I have it, and then I think about the Messiah, that song that uh, we started singing here recently, At the Stake. I mean, that is just such a, just a, it's a beautiful, but it's a terrible, terrible realization that it brings to us. He wants his people to be broken, to accept that they cannot have anything without Yahweh, without him. Acknowledge that he is the reason that we're alive. He is the reason that we are doing what we're doing and that he is actively trying to bring us back to the fold so we can spend eternity with him. 
So to put, it, put an end to all of this, he gave the, the ultimate sacrifice. The Messiah, Yahshua. The one sacrifice that could bring his wicked and rebellious, sinful people back to him. They could bring everyone back up to the standard that he set in the beginning. It would, you know, they say that desperate times call for desperate measures. Well, this was the desperate measure. Yahweh knew that if it wasn't something drastic, if it wasn't something unthinkable, it would never work. It had to be something immense that had to happen. Hebrews chapter 13, verse 15 through 16. Therefore, by him, let us continually offer the sacrifice of praise to Elohim. That is the fruit of our lips, giving thanks to his name. But do not forget to do good and to share for with such sacrifices, Elohim is well pleased. So, you know, there's nothing wrong with getting up and singing a praise to Yahweh, offering a sacrifice in that way. There's absolutely nothing wrong with that. But do not forget to do good and to share. For with such sacrifices, Elohim is well pleased. I mean, it's, it's really sad. But, you know, Yahweh said we have to be like little children. You know, we have to be like, we have to be like children when we come to him. And a lot of times he needs to talk to us like children. And you have kids who don't forget to share, say thank you, please and thank you. I mean, these are essentially do good and share. I mean, how hard is that for us as people? It's hard. Do good and to share. This is much like what Messiah said in Matthew chapter 22, verses 36 through 40. Teacher, which is the great commandment of the law? Yeshua said to him, You shall love Yahweh, your Elohim, with all your heart, with all your soul, and with all your mind. This is the first and greatest commandment, and the second is like it. You shall love your neighbor as yourself. On these two commandments hang all the law and the prophets. The giving of yourself entirely to Yahweh and the good treatment of those around you. Finally, a sacrifice that Yahweh wants. He wants us to love him as much as he loves us. He wants us to love each other as much as he loves us. It really is that simple. Imagine your child comes to you after you just told them not to run in the house. And they come with a broken vase in their hand. And they say, I'm so sorry, Mom. I'm so sorry, Dad. I didn't mean to do that. What would you like to have more? A new vase with a week's worth of extra chores? Or would you rather have the child just not run in the house? And then you wouldn't have to deal with it. You wouldn't have to deal with the apologies. You wouldn't have to deal with the emotional stress. You wouldn't have to deal with finding something to kind of balance out the punishment with the, the justice. You wouldn't have to worry about all that because they already did what you said and it's not a problem. It's not an issue. What would you rather have more? 100% of the time, you'd rather just not have the child run in the house. This is what Yahweh is talking about. He doesn't want our sacrifice. He wants our obedience. Because he has our best interest at heart. And he knows that if we do what he tells us, it will turn out good for us. And by extension, we'll be able to please him. When we accept this, life becomes significantly less complicated. 
Psalm chapter 119, I'm not going to read the whole thing. It's just about the best chapter in the scriptures for me. I find it interesting that the single longest chapter in the Bible is all about how good Yahweh's law is for mankind. The irony in that is not lost on me. I have a few subheadings from chapter, from chapter 119 of Psalms. Obedience to the law of Yahweh. Happiness in the law of Yahweh. Determination to obey the law of Yahweh. Trusting in the law of Yahweh. Confidence in the law of Yahweh. Devotion to the law of Yahweh. The value of the law of Yahweh. The justice of the law of Yahweh. Faith in the law of Yahweh. And love of the law of Yahweh. Now anybody that's read through chapter 119 knows that there is a lot more of these in there. This is just a smattering of what's there. The list goes on and on. So why put so much emphasis on the law? The law of Yahweh was never against us. Not for a second. It simply held us accountable. And before Messiah, we were unable to meet that perfect standard. That standard has never changed. Now, we are justified through the Messiah. We don't need to sacrifice bulls and goats to atone. We are free to obey Yahweh's law without fear that falling, of falling short and missing the mark without recourse. That was the problem before. There was no recourse. Before, there was no way for us to get back to that purity that was lost. Now, we have the Messiah whose perfect sacrifice makes it possible. And sadly, this is something that, that a lot of the world, they, they, not, do they not only just not see it, they don't want to see it. They don't want to see it. They hear things like, you know, the law is done away with. The, the law is, is against us. That old, that old archaic law, it's no good. It's no good. Those are things that were against us. But according to Psalm 119, the single longest chapter in the entire Bible talks nothing but praises and wonderful things about the, about the law. Psalms calls the law perfect, calls the law eternal. Now, why would you need to do away with something that's perfect and eternal? How could you? You can't. Over in Romans, chapter 3, verse 23 through 24. For all have sinned and fallen short of the glory of Elohim, being justified freely by his grace through the redemption that is in Yeshua Messiah. Because of Yeshua, when we fall short, he fills in that gap. He gives us the opportunity to give Yahweh what he has always wanted. And we, have, and we selfishly denied it to him. Right from the very start. A righteous people who love him and each other. It is living a righteous life in obedience to Yahweh's word that sets us apart from the world. We're called to be a peculiar people, to be set apart. How do you do that if you are living your life exactly like everybody else? It doesn't make any sense. There has to be something that distinguishes you from other people. It's obedience and, and the goodness and righteousness that comes with obedience that makes us worthy of the calling. 2 Thessalonians 1, chapter 11 through 12. Therefore we also pray... Always for you that are Elohim, we count you worthy of this calling. 
and fulfill all the good pleasure of his goodness and the work of faith with power that the name of our master Yeshua Messiah may be glorified in you and you in him according to the grace of our Elohim and master Yeshua Messiah. And this is echoed again in Ephesians chapter 4, verse 1 through 8. I therefore, the prisoner of Yahweh, beseech you to walk worthy of the calling which you were called, with all lowliness and gentleness, with long suffering, bearing with one another in love, endeavoring to keep the unity of the Spirit and the bond of peace. There is one body and one Spirit, just as you were called in one hope of your calling, one Master, one faith, one baptism, one Elohim, and Father of all, who is above all, and through all, and in all. The law was, n- was never the problem. Contrary to what is taught today, it was, and is, and will be the standard by which we are all measured and held accountable. Yeshua gave us that opportunity to finally measure up to that standard and actually please the Father. Whoops, got ahead of myself. By this we know that we love the children of Elohim when we love Elohim and keep his commandments. For this is the love of Elohim, that we keep his commandments, and his commandments are not burdensome. For whatever is born of Elohim overcomes the world. And this is the victory that has overcome the world, our faith. Who is he who overcomes the world but he who believes that Yahshua is the son of Elohim? There's a song with the lyrics, Now that I know your face is real, I don't need your freedom anymore. Yahweh gives us all freedom. He gives us all free will, which is honestly what God, you know, Adam and Eve in the garden had free will, and they chose to disobey. We're blessed with free will. But once the blessings and benefits of Yahweh's word become apparent in your life, the freedom, quote unquote, giant air quotes, freedom, it pales in comparison to what we have set before us. Why would you want anything else? Once you understand what lies ahead for us, why would you want anything else? I think that it's, it's, a, it's, a, it's a telling thing. Anybody here that's been to the Feast of Tabernacles and understands what that feeling is like, coming in for a solid seven days, eight days, if you count the last great day, which we do, but a solid eight days, and it's just brethren of like mind, like faith, getting together, worshiping, praising, doing exactly what we're commanded to do in Scripture. And if you go out to the world, they'll tell you that that's a problem. You're doing it wrong. That's been done away with. That's a burden. The world, is, it goes on and on and on about how what we're doing is a burden, and we are adding to the sacrifice, or we're taking away the sacrifice of the Messiah. They have no clue. They have no clue what Yahweh has in store for his people. Yahweh didn't make a mistake when he wrote these guidelines and these laws down. I had a guy call and and tell me that, you know, obviously the law is done away with. You don't need to do that. And I asked him about Deuteronomy 22 when it talks about putting a uh, rail on your roof. I said, if you don't have a roof with a rail, you're right. That law doesn't apply to you. But Gentiles experience gravity just like the rest of us. So if you have a flat roof, put it on there. Obey the law and you'll, you'll avoid that problem. It's just common sense and logic has been lost 
with today's people, with Yahweh's people all over the world. We have an opportunity here to bring his people in, to show them the blessings through things like the observation of Feast of Tabernacles and atonement and trumpets and all the other days, the Sabbath. We have a packed house today. Praise Yahweh for that. The people online, we have an opportunity and a platform which, quite frankly, I don't know how much longer we'll have. So we have to be that light on a hill for these people. We have to be a light on a hill for the people that are seeking, they're asking questions in their own faith. They may not be there just yet, but they have an inkling that something is missing from their life. They know there's something more. And we have to be those people that will show them that, guide them to Yahweh's truth. Nobody can save but Yahweh. But we have got to be that helping hand for those people who are looking for truth. Because just one sour answer, you know, somebody comes to you and you have a sour answer or a bad attitude or something, that could be it. That could be the moment that they decide that it's not for them. And you don't want that to happen. I pray that Yahweh encourages everybody. And I would encourage you all to read Psalm 119 in its entirety. It's a long book, but it gives you an incredible insight on just how cherished Yahweh's ways, and I hate to say it, but used to be. We're trying to get back to that now. It's a long, arduous process. But, I mean, these people live their life every second by Yahweh's ways. And Psalm 119 really nails that down. It's beautiful. And, I, and I'm really thankful for all the visitors we had today. I pray that you guys are blessed with fellowship. Um, and I hope to see most of you at the feast. No pressure, but it's coming up. And we've got a lot, of, we got a lot planned for everybody. And we know that it's a, it's a big undertaking. And we just pray that it's a blessing for everybody. So I hope that this, this message has been a blessing. I hope that you give some pause when thinking about Yahweh's ways. When you think you've got it bad, just think about where you'd be if you weren't doing this. What would you be doing with your life? Would you be pursuing a, a different career? Would you be... What would you be doing? Think about it. You're here for a reason. Yahweh's brought us all to this exact spot for a reason, and we have a choice we have to make. He's blessed us all with free will, but let's not choose that secular, carnal freedom over Yahweh's perfect way he has for us. May Yahweh bless you.